More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Hour number two, Tuesday edition. We're headed down to the great state of Texas right now. And we are joined by the governor of that state, Greg Abbott. And I understand last year at about this time, Buck Sexton and myself, we met and shook hands, talked with the governor in the governor's mansion as the Alabama-Texas game was about to take place in Austin. Tough loss for the Longhorns there, but I understand, Governor, you were on the field for the big win by the Texas Longhorns over Alabama on Saturday. What was that experience like? It was uh, unparalleled. It was just uh, remarkable. Uh, Listen, that Alabama stadium is very loud, uh, and it's a daunting place for players to go into and play. And, you know, this game this year, like last year, uh, was a nip and tuck, uh, back and forth, uh, close game. It's just exciting football with two great college football titans going after each other. Uh, obviously, as a Longhorn myself, I was pleased to see uh, Texas come out on top of this one. Uh, but it's just kind of what college football is all about and, and what sports is all about. It was a tremendous atmosphere uh, and a great victory for the Longhorns. Governor Abbott, thanks so much for being here. Um, while I do enjoy college football, I also want to ask you about uh, what's going on with the uh, border, which affects your state as much, if not more, than any other state out there. New York City's Mayor Eric Adams seems to be blaming you for the problems of New York City when it comes to what's called the migrant crisis. I just wanted to ask you, what's before we can talk about the barrier and the Rio Grande and all the rest, What's your response to the mayor of New York City saying that his migrant problems in his town are your fault? The, the truth of the matter is the migrant problems they're having in New York and Chicago and L.A. and D.C., et cetera, they're all the fault of Joe Biden. Re- remember this. Just four years ago, we had the lowest number of illegal crossings in four decades, and that was because of the policies put in place by President Trump under Joe Biden. Uh, We have an all-time record number of people coming across the border illegally because Biden has abandoned the policies put in place by Trump, and Biden has 
implemented open border policies. Open border policies affect not just the state of Texas. Every state in the United States is now a border state, if for no other reason, because of the fentanyl that is pouring across the border. And also because you have these sanctuary cities like New York, where they have self-declared they will accept into New York anybody of any background from wherever they may come from, and they will take care of them. You know, it's typical liberalism uh, when they put out these talking points and these position papers, whatever, saying that, oh, yeah, we're going to uh, have a sanctuary city here. And it's big talk until they actually have to put up with it. And it just astonishes me uh, to hear Mayor Adams uh, because New York has dealt with a tiny fraction of what Texas has dealt with, and it just shows uh, that Mayor Adams, he would not be able to make it a week in the state of Texas. So uh, we're talking to Texas Governor Greg Abbott, um, and you just laid out everybody responding to what's going on now. New York City, Chicago, Washington, D.C., L.A., other places are seeing what Texas is dealing with. I saw the most recent numbers, over 7,200 people coming across the border what is, in the last 24 hours, that was Bill Malugin's number that I saw him tweet out early this morning, what is your response directly to Joe Biden when you hear that he may be trying to put in place a remain in Texas policy as opposed to a remain in Mexico policy? Legitimately, he wants to try to force the state of Texas, it sounds like, potentially to handle all of this and not allow anyone to leave the state. Well, there's multiple levels of response to that. First of all, uh, it, it shows the idiocy of the Biden administration where they want to hold people in Texas, remain in Texas, as opposed to the Trump administration policy, which was remain in Mexico, uh, which is the correct position to take. And so what Biden needs to do is recalibrate and make sure that uh, he imposes remain in Mexico. It is the remain in Mexico policy that was a leading reason why – uh, under President Trump, we were able to have such a low number of people crossing the border illegally. Second, and that is that uh, if the Biden administration dares to go down this pathway, the, the legal process here has already been trod, uh, and that is that it is completely unconstitutional, completely illegal for Biden to even attempt this. All that said, in addition to us fighting back in, we will win legally, uh, we will do two other things. Uh, one is uh, we will increase the busing of migrants even more because we're not going to have those people staying in Texas because we don't have the ability. You know, if you think of New York City with its size and population, they cannot handle these. What about Del Rio and Eagle Pass and the other small towns along the border? They are incapable uh, of dealing with this large influx coming in. That said, the last thing I'll say that we will do, and that is that we will uh, escalate even more what we're doing by uh, using our National Guard to build these border barriers where y'all have seen on TV, uh, we are repelling migrants who are attempting to come across the border, and that's because of the National Guard and the Texas Department of Public Safety uh, using uh, guns and barriers uh, to send these people back to Mexico. And we will escalate that even more to make sure that we are securing the state of Texas. Last point here, and that is you said uh, you, you talked about the numbers Malusian talked about. I will tell you what I was informed of yesterday by the Texas border czar, who, by the way, lives on the border. Uh, and he said uh, that uh, California and Arizona sectors now have more people going into those sectors than into the Texas sectors. Uh, and that's because of the efforts that Texas has put up 
to try to astonish the flow of people coming across the border illegally into our state. You've got a law degree from Vanderbilt Law School, by the way. Fabulous place to go get a law uh, degree, because I also happen to have one from there. And what you just said raises so many interesting questions. And I know you're dealing with a uh, Fifth Circuit case, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, right now. But what happens if the state of Texas has a divergent border policy compared to the one trying to be put in place by the Biden administration? But you know, I'm sure you've seen that they're opening an impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. How is there not a direct impeachment inquiry open for Joe Biden not protecting the sanctity of the southern border? And what happens in your mind as the governor of Texas when the state of Texas is doing a better job protecting the United States border than the United States border is? How does that state-federal government interplay work in your mind as it pertains to the state of uh, the border at Texas? Normally, the way that it would play out uh, is that state and federal governments would find some way to work collaboratively on an effort like what we did uh, with the Trump administration. Right. But when you have the Biden administration just completely ignoring the laws of the United States of America, where they're supposed to detain these people who are coming across the border, and when there's no one at the federal level who is compelling Joe Biden to follow the law – uh, Texas has to go down its own pathway. If the Biden administration is going to abandon the rule of law, Texas has to take matters into her own hands, which is exactly why we are you know, putting up uh, the, the buoy barriers, putting up the razor wire barriers, why we're doing everything we possibly can to try to repel people from coming into the country illegally. Last thing on this, and, and that is, if ever there were a reason why a president should be impeached, this is it. You know, putting aside what happened with Bill Clinton, putting aside what happened with Joe Nixon, all that kind of stuff, what Joe Biden is doing is abandoning his fundamental authority as being commander-in-chief to protect the security of the United States of America. There have been more people come across the border who were on the terrorist watch list and be apprehended than under any president uh, in the history of the United States, and those are the ones that we know about. Uh, not counting the ones we do not know about. So Joe Biden and his policies are causing a direct threat to national security. I consider that to be an impeachable offense. We're speaking to Governor Abbott of Texas. Governor, you may have a different administration, uh, God willing, may have a different administration in charge starting in about, uh, what, 15 months from now. What would the the right, I mean, what is the optimum collaboration between the state of texas and a republican white house on the border issue like what would have to change in order to truly secure the border so we did not have the rampant lawlessness the exploitation by the cartels everything that we see going on it's really very simple uh you can do one of two things Uh, you all may remember uh, about a year ago or so when joe biden came to el paso and i handed him a note Uh, i met him at the airport and handed him a note uh, and in that note, I listed five things that he could immediately do under existing law uh, to stop uh, the inflow of people coming across the border illegally. Uh, but separate from that, they could just go back and use what President Trump did that led to the lowest number of illegal border crossings in four decades. So here's my point. It is clear and has been proven uh, that a president who is committed to securing the border can su- secure the border. Uh, And we expect Americans to elect a president who will step up and fulfill that obligation of the president of the United States. 
Texas Governor Greg Abbott with us. I want to circle back around on something you said. You said you potentially accelerate the amount of buses that you were sending to places like New York City if uh, if this influx continues and the Biden administration continues to work against you. What would that look like compared to what it's looked like so far when you talk about acceleration? Well, well first, the reason for it, and, and that is there's just no way uh, and there's no room uh, on the, on the border for – uh, people to be, uh, you know, you know, locked up, stocked up, whatever you want to call it, uh, in, in those border towns like Eagle Pass and Del Rio. So we have to be able to, to move them. Uh, and so uh, we're putting together even more buses than what we have now uh, to make sure that we're going to be able to move outside of the state of Texas uh, to other parts across the entire country uh, to make sure that Texas is not going to be overrun by the reckless border policies of Joe Biden. Texas Governor Greg Abbott, we appreciate the time. Congratulations to Longhorns everywhere on the big win over Alabama, and uh, good luck against Wyoming this weekend. By the way, are you excited as the governor for Texas and Texas A&M to be playing again starting next year? 100%. So it's something that I pledged early on in my administration that I would reunite the Texas Texas A&M football rivalry, uh, and it's going to happen next year. Awesome. Appreciate it, sir. Thank you. Take care. That is Texas Governor Greg Abbott, Aggies, and uh, Longhorns United there, actually. I think pretty excited about that game next year. Since 9-11, Tunnel of to Towers Foundation been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. You heard their chairman, Frank Siller, on the radio with us yesterday expressing how they fulfilled that commitment. Starts with their focused attention on the families of our true heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country, our communities, and all of us. Heroes like 9-11 first responder FDNY Lieutenant Joseph Maiello. He answered the call to help others on America's darkest day. Then years later, he suffered a fatal heart attack in the line of duty, leaving behind his wife and two kids. When heroes like Lieutenant Mayello lose their lives in the line of duty or are catastrophically injured, Tunnel of Towers is there to help. Tunnel of Towers paid the mortgage on the Mayello family home, lifting the family's financial burden during their darkest hours. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel of Towers goes to its programs, Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. The supply chain of smarts, sanity, and truth. Uninterrupted. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, 
navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. A couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. He's a fashion icon. He is a man of precise words. John Fetterman. He is a senator from Pennsylvania. And sure enough, he was asked, um, I think this is by Town Hall Media. He was asked about the impeachment. Have you seen this yet, Clay? Or I always like, like to spring I haven't on seen Clay, it yet. But... No, I'm reacting in real time, whatever you play. F- Fetterman, um, it, I mean, it's not exactly the uh, funeral, funeral oration of Pericles during the Peloponnesian War. He did, however, weigh in on the impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden, and this is what he said. This news that uh, Speaker McCarthy has formally launched an impeachment inquiry has said he's going to. Oh my God! Really? Oh my gosh! You know? Oh, it's devastating. (laughs) Ooh! Don't do it! Please don't do it! Oh no! Oh no! Now, first, I mean, you get a sense he's 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 completely ridiculing the whole thing. What if Democrats start to go in this direction? What if they decide, now I'm not saying that Fetterman is some strategic genius here or anything. I'm not saying he's a genius. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. But what if they just decide that they're going to, they're going to mock and undermine the whole process while they're simultaneously doing lawfare against Trump? It just hadn't occurred to me. I just, I think it's an interesting, uh, approach, you know, cause Pelosi, when she did, I think it was the second impeachment of Trump clay. She was, you know, I'm so upset. It saddens my heart. You know, she did the yeah. whole, and no one, no one actually believed her, but she did the whole like, this is a, Grave moment. And then, um, Clay doesn't realize I can be Nancy Pelosi too. But, uh, Fetterman saying that this is like a joke and silly and dumb. Do you think some Democrats may take that, that approach to this to try to make it? Cause it's interesting to me. It's, it's the opposite of that. This is actually an entirely legitimate impeachment inquiry. This is what impeachment is made for. High crimes and misdemeanors like taking bribes. That's, crazily the most eloquent i've heard for fetterman in like in like a year <laughs> so this the bar is obviously set very low for john fetterman in terms of being able to speak in public in any way i had not heard that he also now fetterman has gotten a makeover he looks like a 1980s porn star um now uh which i don't know if that'll help or hurt his uh his political leanings in uh in pennsylvania but I, I don't, I think it's very hard. So let's, let's begin with this analysis, right? In terms of how Democrats are going to respond. 
The Democrat base is going to see this as illegitimate. So uh, will, will they ridicule it? That's really what this. Do I, I think don't they'll, think they they'll have. Do I don't think that the left has a sense of humor. So uh, what I mean by that is, when's the last time that somebody on the left dogmatism is the opposite of humor. Propaganda is the opposite of humor. It's very hard when you believe that you are everything that's good in the world and your opponents are everything that's evil. It's very hard to have a sense of humor. I used to ask this question, Buck, and you actually interacted more with terrorists uh, back in the day than I ever did. Do you think a lot of Muslim fundamentalists are funny? Like, if you were hanging around in a terror camp, like, are there funny terrorists? Like, would no, you be like, Al Qaeda did not make a lot of, did not make a lot of jokes. Like, Osama bin Laden doesn't seem to me like a guy who's got a great sense of humor, right? And, and, and my point on this the, is. The radicals did have a lot of pornography on their computers and their phones and stuff, as an aside, that's but that's a whole other conversation. But humor typically requires nuance, and it requires the ability to be self-reflective. It's the opposite of absolutism in general. And so when you ask that question, my immediate response is Democrats have convinced themselves that they are the moral paragons of virtue. And so I don't think they can respond with humor. I think that they are likely to respond by saying, oh, this is a complete yeah, affront but, to American democracy. But ridicule is not it's not necessarily funny, right? To ridicule something is not necessarily to try to make people laugh with it they may just say oh, this is this is preposterous right they they may get indignant and huffy about how silly these proceedings are yeah well that's instead of trying to though, fight it out on the yeah. merits i'm just saying I, I think that this will be such a good test of how much commitment there actually is to joe biden because there's going to be a lot of body blows being landed and many of them i think are going to resonate because there's a lot of credible, legitimate, under oath allegations of impropriety against Joe Biden. My Pillow delivers on the promise of offering one great deal after another. When they put one of their premium products on sale, they're all in. Case in point, super soft absorbent towels back in stock, back on sale. Make your home much more comfortable with 50% off a six piece towel set, just $39.99 right now. Uh, you can get 60 day money back guarantee, 10 year warranty. Get hooked up right now. This is a phenomenal offer. Six different towels. Click on the radio, a listener special square, 50% off the six piece towel set. Enter the promo code Clay and Buck for 50% savings. You can also call 800-792-3269. That is Clay and Buck. Go to mypillow.com. Get the deal today. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. We got a crazy story out of Virginia. I know politics can have crazy stories. This is a legitimately crazy story. So let me give you the background of why this is a, uh, a potentially blockbuster story in the state of Virginia. First of all, we talked, what, uh, Monday about the right decision that Glenn Youngkin had made to provide a pardon to the father who showed up at the uh, Loudoun County uh, School Board, if I remember correctly, and said his daughter had been sexually assaulted by a boy who was dressed up as a girl and went into the girl's bathroom, and that turned into a huge story. It was a big part of the 2021 election. They, they so charged him. They charged that dad with assault because he correct. was unruly at the school board meeting, and, and the prosecutor was really trying to get him. Yes. So... Here is a crazy story that's going on. So we we had Glenn Youngkin on the program, what, like a couple of months ago? 
Glenn Youngkin is trying to flip the House of Delegates in Virginia. I believe, somebody can correct me on this, staff, look it up. The Senate, I think, has a small Republican majority, and I think they're trying to flip the House. Either way, I know the House is not, and they have a small Democrat majority. And there's basically seven seats that are in dispute that are battleground districts. One of the battleground districts is a woman named, and again, this is, I'm reading, this is everywhere, okay? This is not just, uh, you know, me going into the, into the scandal rags. I'm reading New New York York Times, Times. major story on this. Washington Post, it's everywhere. Um, a Democrat candidate for the Virginia General Assembly in a crucial race, according to the New York Times, on Monday, the AP and the Washington Post reported that she and her husband had been live streaming sex acts through a website called Chatterbait, where she was uh, a a hot wife experience was her name, and if you paid them, she and her husband, they would engage in sex acts on camera for you. Buck, off air, I was saying, I don't know how anybody found out about this because somebody was watching a lot of different porn and they were like, hey, this looks like the woman who's running for the Virginia General Assembly. I have so many questions about this on so many different levels. One, if you were making sex tapes with your husband on a website called Chatterbait, did you really think that this was not going to go public if you decided to run for uh, office. I mean, there's all these stories about OnlyFans models who are like moms, and then the PTA finds out. I mean, like if you make porn videos, just an idea for the public, it's going to get out. There aren't very many people who are like, yeah, you know, I used to be in porn. Nobody found out. Now, if you do porn, like it's going to get out. But the crazy thing about this buck is she's trying to make herself the victim here, and and I just take it outside of buck. The fact that she's involved in porn acts with her husband for money, which I would imagine most people don't do, but if that's your thing, whatever, I'm very confident that most people who are in politics don't do this. But they went after Glenn Youngkin for wearing like a sweater vest and being involved with the Carlisle group. His job is a huge part of why he was attacked. They said, you know, he's a he's a uh, a, a, a corporate raider. He's totally untrustworthy. And now this woman is saying that she's a victim and she says the FBI needs to investigate. And the whole so, thing is very strange. Here's the claim for a lawyer for Ms. Gibson. This is from the New York Times said it was unlawful in the state to record someone in a state of undress and distribute it to a third party without that person's consent. But if you record yourself in a state of undress and post that in a public forum, even if you have to pay for that public forum, is then the distribution of that under that statute? You see, you know, you, you know what I mean? That, that, I don't understand how that, uh, how that holds I, I, up. I don't know what, I mean, it could be, it I, could be a copyright infringement. Yeah, I could see that. And again, this is me putting my lawyer hat on here. And let me be clear. I'm not an expert on chatterbait.com. Uh, maybe some of you are, uh, but uh, I don't know exactly how this website is constructed, 
the way that they may be making this argument is that this was like like a private sex act that only one person is able to see. I don't know how this thing is designed, and therefore you are not able to make a copy of it and then disseminate, which is an interesting word, of course, disseminate that uh, that copy as a result. But the bigger picture here is she ran as one of the Democrats' top candidates despite recently being a sex act performer on the Internet, and she's trying to argue that it's unfair that this would come out. I mean, that seems to be fair. Look, if she were 20 or 18 and she was in college and she was like, you know, working at Hooters or, a, you know, like a, a boob bar or something like that, I'd be like, well, that was 20 years ago. People change. It probably still is a story, but it's a lot different than hey, my husband and I did sex tapes for paying customers, and now it's unfair for that evidence to come out. Like, And and for those of you out there like, this is a crazy story, this might decide who has control of the Virginia House. And there has been suggestions that if Glenn Youngkin and the Republicans take back control of Virginia House, he might decide to enter the presidential race. I mean, this is, so this, this is... woman's sex tapes might in some way implicate who ends up running for president in the Republican primary. It won't intimidate me and it won't silence me, she said in a statement. This is the uh, woman who's running for the state, uh, you know, state house. My political opponents and the Republican allies have proven they're willing to commit a sex crime to attack me and my family because there's no line they won't cross to silence women when they speak up. <laughs> wow. I just, I mean, first of all, the, the the audacity to make yourself the victim when you and your husband have been allegedly being paid to engage in sex acts on camera. By the way, they have two kids. Um, I think the husband is a lawyer. The husband didn't say, hey, honey, you know, I understand you've got this political itch, but, you know, we did make a lot of sex tape videos on chatterbait.com. Do you think they may if maybe they find we shouldn't out do who, it? who found this video? Do you think they may actually try to press charges? I mean, the, I I didn't even know that this was a statute. I mean, it's, I don't live in Virginia, but I think a lot of Virginians probably don't even know. It's it's really it's a uh what do you call it? Like a revenge porn or um uh what's the uh they I think make, that's the term that a lot of people use. But that's right. different, Buck, the, because there's a dot like th- th- that, that's again, pri- private conduct between two people that is recorded and then shared without consent to a third party. And there are a lot of states that have passed laws against that. And I think there are even criminal statutes now yeah. against that because of how common it is. But if you're engaged, this is the part of it. This is the, this is the key part of it legally, right? Yeah. Lawyer Clay. If you're engaged in commercial online sexual activity, it's commerce now. I mean, this is now you're down. It's a business transaction. Is that also protected as though it's, you know, private consenting adults. What you know we what talked about the part off of the air, and this is, again, so interesting. I mean, honestly, from a legal perspective, how this website is created, I'm not familiar with it. If this is the equivalent of, like, a private show, like people may remember, may have heard, may have, uh, have heard that such things could occur, there are, like, lap dances, and then there are private lap dances, or... Uh, there are peep shows and then there are private peep shows on a, in a digital context. 
is there a difference in terms of the way that those are constructed? I think legally that could be an interesting argument. But to your point, once you are engaged in the commercial selling of sex, right, which it seems quite clear that she was, people would pay for her and evidently she and her husband to engage in sex acts on camera. Once you're engaged in that, I can see a copyright claim where you can say, hey, uh, this, you weren't allowed to make a copy of this and then distribute it to other people. And therefore it's a copyright violation. Yeah. But they're but calling this a sex crime. They're saying it's a sex it's a, crime. Yeah. They're saying it's a sex crime and a criminal statute has been violated by the person who, I mean, that, I, I don't, and this is. And, and, and also, Buck, I would just say in the interest of, um, elections, wouldn't you want to know if your congressperson or your House of Burgesses member or whatever it's called in, um, in, uh, Virginia, wouldn't you want to know if that was what they had done in their past? Like, I would want to know, oh, this person, they worked as a lawyer and they worked as a UPS delivery person and like, oh, she was a sex worker. Well, okay. Recently? Like, that seems like something that would be hard. Got to be careful with all the word choices here. Hard to justify in many different aspects and to make yourself the victim when you voluntarily engaged in public sex acts for money. I just, I don't buy it. Um, let me just put this out there. Uh, I, this is just my, my, my gut instinct on this and maybe I'm completely way off. He may still win. Does that seem crazy to you? I, so this is such a big topic of conversation. I think we're moving towards the era. And some of you are going to be like, my God, Clay, you're crazy. I think we're moving towards the era where naked photos, sex tapes, all of that stuff is so commonplace. If you are right now listening to us and you are 25 years old, I bet 60 or 70% of 25-year-olds today, at some point in time, there's a video or pictures or something that is of a scandalous nature because everybody's got phones in their hands. So I think the younger generation is desensitized in some way to this. I think that it's very generational. I think if you're listening yeah. to us right now and you're 60, I think you're like, my God, there's no way well, this woman can be a representative. I was just, I was just thinking in terms of the, the narrative that she's a victim. And if under state law, there is some interpretation of that, that a crime has been committed here. Then it's she's a victim, and I'm I, I'm I'm just saying it's, it doesn't seem to me like this is uh, necessarily I, I wouldn't bet money on this, but it doesn't seem to me like this is necessarily well, the end of this woman's aspirations to represent the state of of Virginia. Here's an easy answer, right? So you think not crazy? You agree that's not crazy? No, I I I I don't know what the district looks like. I don't know what percentage it's Republican versus Democrat. Buck, they elected Fetterman. If I had to say, like, would you rather well, the Pennsylvania guy who had a stroke? Yeah. Oh, you mean in general? Yeah, yeah I yeah, just yeah. mean the district in yeah. general. Like Democrats elected Fetterman. If you told me right now, hey, you have an option. It's a woman who did sex acts with her husband, but her brain works, and she can actually answer questions and represent the state of Pennsylvania, or John Fetterman. And I had to choose between the two. I would pick that woman. If Fetterman's not disqualifying, and heck, if Joe Biden's not disqualifying. If the woman believes the right things in terms of Democrat orthodoxy, I think a lot of people will show up and vote for her no matter what. 
800-282-2882. Any of you in Virginia who have uh, some insight on this race or the situation, um, the politics of the situation, please give Sorry. sorry. The phone's going to be just, lit up. Everybody's got opinions just, on chatterbait.com. You weren't expecting oh that. The phone, the uh, phone, the phone screening is going to be at a different level for this topic. I, just, I wanted to talk about guns in New Mexico. Clay <laughs> wanted to do this one. I'm just putting I think that the out story there. is fascinating and crazy. It, it is interesting. And it's and everywhere all, right now. But also, we are getting this phase where when the interpretation of law truly requires someone to be a lawyer, and even lawyers might be able to dif- differ on a criminal statute and its applications, like, there's something going on here with with the complexities of the statutes that are being written in these cases. Start earning high-yield returns in a low-yield market by investing in Phoenix Capital Group's corporate bonds. You choose your investment amount, term limit, and earn returns from 9 to 13% annual interest with Phoenix Capital's domestic energy asset bonds. These bonds have been filed with the SEC and are also independently audited. Phoenix Capital buys energy royalties previously reserved for institutional investors now accessible to you, the savvy investor. Phoenix Capital Group is disrupting the traditional energy industry through their proprietary offerings, yielding up to 13% annual interest. Learn more by downloading the Phoenix Group's free investment guide today at phxonair.com. For a private investor meeting, visit phxonair.com. You can have an appointment with Matt Wheeler, Managing Director of Capital Markets. Investment in bonds have a certain amount of risk associated with it, and you should only invest if you can afford to bear the risk of loss. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Visit phxonair.com today. Clay and Buck, 24-7. Subscribe today. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, is that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Welcome back, team. Thanks for being here with us. Uh, we're going to be, in the next hour, talking to you about this uh, 30-day gun ban in New Mexico. Um, well, really just in Santa Fe, I believe, that Governor uh, Lujan Grisham has tried and I think is getting enormous pushback on. Uh, we also have a, uh, a InfoWars host who just got 60 days in federal prison for being present in a restricted area on January 6th, not inside the Capitol building, on the grounds, the general grounds of the Capitol. So I guess, I mean, effectively, Clay, it must have been that he went past the, like, police do not cross line, you know, didn't go in a building, didn't attack anyone, didn't destroy any property. There are no allegations that he did those things. 60 days, 60 days in prison. Yeah. I mean, that's... I, I got. I mean, the maximum was a year, but still, sixty days in prison, a first-time offender, first-time entirely nonviolent offender. We'll, we'll get into some of that. Uh, Mark from Montana wants to weigh in on the the mess in uh, the situation that has played out uh, that we we're just talking about a second ago. What's going on, Mark? Yeah. Hi. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, what I was going to tell you is uh, maybe a couple months ago I was at, we have a little hot springs here. I was in the hot springs, and there was three 20-somethings, like 20, 21-year-olds, uh, women. I've heard stories like this before, by the way. I don't know where it's going. <laughs> okay. No. no. I was a fireman, and I just showed up. And uh, Yeah, but sorry. Continue. <laughs> no, it wasn't, it wasn't anything deviant, but they were all sitting around uh, the pool, three of them, and they were discussing – their experiences on uh, OnlyFans. They were all and three. You to, were in a hot tub with three OnlyFans models. Well, no, well, I was at a hot springs pool with, so it was like, you know, like. Wait, let the man tell his like, story. I'm sorry. People, I'm just, I'm trying to get a better, around. paint a better mental picture here. <laughs> yeah, other, there were other people around. It was a public pool. I just happened to be in there and there was three. Yeah, only fan models. Um, and I'll be honest with you, one of them really wasn't all that attractive. But um, they were all sitting around talking about their experiences on OnlyFans. And um, and so I just kind of overheard them, and I started – I had a conversation with them about it. And one thing I realized, because one had made uh, – of all the funny things, had made a lot of money off of her feet. But yeah. um, there, there were um, – but the other two, they all talked about how much money they made. None of them made a whole lot of money. But I realized, having this conversation with them, how comfortable that generation, like the 20, young 20-somethings, the 19-year-olds, really are with... Um, yeah, this stuff like, has been normalized. Uh, Mark from Montana, thanks thanks for calling in. He's a totally PG story, Mr. Clay Travis. Totally I just, PG. I, I just thought it was going to be a plumber, it's going to be a fireman. Uh foot fetish pictures like all this stuff is just crazy to me but evidently there's lots of money in it 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.